This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Positives, the, I guess the biggest positive is you only have to wait until Monday for, for game four. And if the Knicks don't respond in game four, well, it's, it's over and out. If they don't come with a better effort than they did today, it's over and out. I mean, Julius Randle, as I said, had 10 points, had as many turnovers today as he had field goals, didn't hit anything from uh, three-point land despite uh, he went 0 for 5 there. Brunson did not seem like he ever got in a groove today, finished with 20 points, 0 of 5 from 3. In terms of the the guys in the start, Mitchell Robinson really never – he got in foul trouble, never really felt like he was able to make much of an impact in this game. Uh, Josh Hart, I guess the, the overall numbers don't look that bad, but it never really felt like he was, he was uh, and I guess, in comparison to the other starters. Uh, he, he's the least of the troubles. But uh, And R.J. Barrett finished with 14 points, was trying to be aggressive at times, but finished a minus 32 for the game. And the bench unit, they gave you nothing. Uh, Toppin looked completely lost at times out there. Uh, Hartenstein gave you absolutely nothing today. Quickly, I thought, did a halfway decent job in the time that he was in there. But again, still, it was in comparison to everybody else. And in comparison to everybody else, uh, the Knicks just did not match up uh, against the Heat in this game. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. You know, this is not one of those performances like, oh, you know, if they could just uh, offensive, the offensive rebounds or the, the third quarter defense. No, this was uh, across the board. So let's hear from you. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We'll start things off with Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, first up on the Gordon Denner Show. Hey, good afternoon, GD. I am in a very somber mood with this Nick loss. Um, Because like you said, it just didn't look like they were ready to play. And I I was just perplexed by it because the bench didn't show up. I don't want Quentin Grimes to, like, all I'm asking for Quentin Grimes is to kind of have like an Emmanuel quickly game, hit a couple of threes and, you know, play some good good, good plays. And it, it looks like he's inefficient quickly is you know still struggling even though he looked halfway decent and what really concerns me is i know that people don't want uh, this radio station doesn't like to hear fans bash on julius randall but he got outplayed by bam Adebayo. bam Adebayo took his lunch yeah absolutely like he took like like it was it was embarrassing and at this point, I'm just like, hey, if you want me to appreciate him, like the Bart Scotts and the Rick DiPietros and every other personality that's there, he has to show up in these type of games. This was a game three critical, pivotal matchup. And we always know, because we're both Yankee fans, Joe Torre always said game three is always critical. And the fact that they went out there and showed up like this, it, it, it really concerns me. And now I'm in, at the point where I'm like, wow, Miami actually might close a thought of five or six. Well, look, and Jose, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, if you don't put up any better effort than this, uh, that this series is over. It's just a question about uh, filling in the, the final numbers, right? If it's five games, if it's six games, you have to be able to respond better than this. Here's the thing with Randall. The, the, I think, the, and I, I don't want to speak for anyone else, but I, I know for myself, it's when Nick fans say we're better off without him. The Knicks need every everyone on deck, everybody on board, to be on the same page, and there's no question today, Randall was at his worst. Um, you know, uh, couldn't sense double teams, did not do a good job. It, it seemed like any time the double team came, he just kind of forced it, and, and, and Bam Adebayo absolutely did eat his lunch today. There's no question about that. 
the Knicks were never able to get into any offensive rhythm. Randall never got into any offensive rhythm. Everything seemed like uh, they were a step slow, and, and it was almost like a video game where one side was playing on the easy mode and the other side was playing on the all-star mode, and, and the Knicks never got, um, never got up to speed with the same level that, uh, that the Heat were playing at. Uh, all right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Spike in St. Pete. Spike, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Well, I'm going to follow my friend Jose. Uh, cheer up, Jose. The Knicks crapped the bed, and it got progressively worse from there. They weren't prepared. Uh, you, you know, I like to talk quite a bit. You know that. And you're very glib and witty. But you, you took all the bullets out of my chamber, uh, and, analogous-wise. Uh, they weren't prepared. They just weren't prepared. And that that's the story of the game. They weren't prepared. They had no fight in them. They looked like they were playing a team that they feared. And uh, if you alluded before to the game two in Cleveland, was it game two in Cleveland? Right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think it was game two in Cleveland, right? Yeah. If if they played, they won the first game. They lost the second game. Looked terrible. Yeah. Okay, but if they played game two in Cleveland, they win this game today because Miami. They didn't do anything but bully the Knicks around. Miami's percentages were horrible, but they they intimidated the Knicks. The Knicks never had any fight in them, and all the sports we all watch, that's on the coach. That's all on the coach. Uh, they say, you know, what's his name? is um, um, a great coach, but his team shot percentages that are beatable. Just um, an average game. Beats, beats the, the Heat. They didn't show up. We had no fight. And they, I uh, hate to use the term, because they didn't quit. They just didn't have anything today. I don't know what they did in the practices. Maybe they're banged up. Randall just, uh, I, look, you can go player by player. Ovi again looked lost. It's just there was nothing there from anybody. And I disagree with you on quickly. I feel bad that he turned his ankle. He made a couple of shots. Listen, he went out there firing away. Right. You know, he, he took no prisoners. He was hearing he was hearing a lot of talk and, and, and chatter uh, about uh, he's got to shoot, he's got to shoot. And he shot right away. And that's the way to do it. But there was no fight, no effort. Very disappointing. But it's one game. And they better fight their asses off on Monday because otherwise this thing's a wrap. Yeah, Spike, uh, no question about it. Uh, and look, uh, the quickly thing, uh, and thanks for the phone call, this, the quickly thing, it wasn't I didn't think that quickly played so great. It was just in comparison to everybody else. He looked better than, than, than he has, and he looked better than a lot of guys that were out there today. So we've been waiting for quickly to kind of finally show up. And he's not had a great playoff so far, and, and who knows what uh, you might be able to get out of him with in, in game four because of that sprain. I mean, the amount of sprained ankles that the Knicks have had here uh, in a short period of time is just absolutely brutal. But, uh, I, look, I don't put this one uh, on the coach as much. This is on the players. Uh, you know, Tibbs is, is telling them that, that they need to bring the, the necessary effort for this game, and they never did. There's nothing that he can do. To, to get in their bodies and, and force them to give the necessary effort. They did not, they're the ones that did not show up. So this one, uh, at the end of the day, it all falls on the coach, and, and, and who knows how the season goes. And, and, you know, we're talking about Gerard Gallant uh, getting fired. It always comes down to the coach, but uh, I don't put this one on the coach today. Now, 
the Knicks offense compared to what the Heat offense looked like. That one, if you want to give me something right, the, 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 the Heat offense looked like it had some actual flow where the Knicks, at times, it felt like they never played basketball before offensively. But that, that, that to me is not uh, the, the overall effort. That's, that's simply on the players. Al in New Jersey. Al, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Yeah, how you doing, man? And uh, thanks for having me. First time speaking to you, but I, I got to disagree with you right off the bat. It's on the coach, but not for the reason you're pointing at. They had, you started off saying exactly what happened. They had no energy, right. nothing. They, they got out hustled. That's yep. on the coach. Why? How, how is that because on the coach? That's on the players. Let me explain. Let me explain. You don't keep playing nine same players the whole season and think your bench is going to show up. Miami had players we had never even heard of coming in and contributing because they were ready, they have played ball during the year, and they were ready to go. Our guys on the bench and they're looking starstruck. Why are you going to go in to the season with 15 people if you ain't going to play them all? What's the point? You, we, so you're telling me that the difference in today was, was playing Evan Fournier, having Evan Fournier ready, or having McBride I, ready? I totally. And the reason why. Yeah, it's, it's they were like, losing in the first quarter. They looked tired. They looked tired, they they looked look tired because the Heat came ready to play and the Knicks were looking around like, like the game was going to find them. That no, I'm sorry. At this point of the season, and 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 Al, thanks for the phone call. The the players, it's on you to bring the necessary effort. You can't be tired now. You weren't tired in game two. So from game two to game three, all of a sudden the, the gas tank is empty. From one game that was what four days ago, you had four days off. That game was what May second, right? So that was Tuesday, and then they play again on Saturday. I'm sorry, you have to be, I, I don't know, if you need a hyperbaric chamber to, to get your energy levels where they need to be, the Knicks players, it is on the players that they need to bring the necessary effort. And I think even the players would admit that. Uh, let's go to uh, Wayne, in, is in Queens, I believe. Wayne, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon, thank you for taking my call. Um, What's going on? So I kind of, I, I everything, All right, but I kind of agree with the last quarter, and I agree with you as well. Part of the onus is on the players because at the end of the day, the coaches are out there playing. It's the players that's out there playing. But I must say this. Like, as you said, they were off for four days. The team should have been ready. Eric Spolstra is showing that he's the far superior coach in this series. The, uh, one of the main points that I wanted to point out was I think that Jalen Brunson set the tone for the game today. I think that he came out looking for his shot too much early in the beginning of the game. There was no offensive flow. Guys can get involved in the offense, and I also think that the biggest and why our bench production isn't where it should be is because he still has Josh Hart in the starting lineup. Quentin Grimes plays better with the starting unit. Josh Hart played all season since he's been here with the role players. I think he gives our bench a different dynamic when he's on the floor with the bench, and I think that Quentin Grimes plays a lot better with the starting five. He plays defense as well. He's a 3-and-D guy. If you're worried about Jimmy Butler, you know, you can draw up a scheme to kind of get put players in position to kind of neutralize Butler. But taking um, Josh Hart away from the bench, I think it's taking away one of the biggest strengths that was ours in the Cleveland series. And that's what's dooming the Knicks right now because Tibbs, he plays a short rotation. Guys are coming in, like he's, as you said, they're starstruck because they're not in any type of rhythm. 
as the caller before me said, why is the Heat getting the best out of his bench players? Why is supposed to be getting the best out of his bench players who haven't played a majority of the season, but it's the next man up with them? It's because Spolster coaches them a certain way, and they're always ready to play, and that's on that's on coaching. Well, look, I, if you want, if you're having the argument that Spolster is a better head coach than than Tibbs, I, I'm not going to argue there. Spolster might be no. one of the best head coaches in, in the sport. Outside um, of Pop, yeah, outside uh, of Popovich, absolutely. But, you know, the Grimes thing, and thanks for the call. Um, I think that was mainly because of his injury. I would not be surprised in game four if you see Hart back on, on the bench and, and, you know, running with that bench unit and Grimes getting back into the starting unit. If you're looking to make changes after a performance like this, I would think that that would be the most likely one. But it, I, I'm sorry, at the end of the day, if you had four days off and you're too tired to come out with the necessary effort, then that's on you. Uh, There was a a sequence where um, Kyle Lowry, who's like 35 years old, is quicker to a loose ball than uh, R.J. Barrett. I can't remember who else he was was, um, battling with for the loose ball. I mean, that's on the players. I'm sorry. I, I know you guys, every time things go wrong, have your list of, of culprits. It's, it's Randall, it's Tibbs, and, and there are times where it is Tibbs' fault, and it is Randall's fault, and it is this part. Today's, you, you want to blame Randall? Go right ahead. He was terrible today. If he's not any better in game four, well, then, then you're kind of sunk. But to me, the effort question, that is not on the coach. The effort was fine in game two. So you're telling me from game two, players had more than enough energy in game two. Four days off. Come out game three, nowhere close to the gear they need to be in, and that's somehow the blame of the of the coach. I'm sorry, I don't buy that. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. More of your Nick calls next, right here, ninety eight point seven FM, ESPN New York. Dollar. This is the Gordon Damer Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. I, uh, I actually bet on Mage to win, so uh, I'm also uh, – now, nah, I'm not playing at uh, the high stakes. I had a little sprinkle here and there, but uh, congratulations to Mage. I'm winning the Kentucky Derby. It, it's almost gotten lost in everything else that's going on, especially with the Knicks after losing to the uh, – if the Knicks were a horse race today, boy, that would, not have, that would not have ended well with the way that they uh, put up that performance, losing 105 to 86. So uh, you got game four. On Monday, of course, Larry Hardesty and I will be uh, reteaming on Monday night for the uh, the reaction to what is now critical game four. And, and coming into this game, a lot of people were you know questioning: Is this a must-win game for the Knicks? Do they have to win this game? I didn't think that they had to win this game, but now with game four on the horizon, yeah, that that one's pretty much a must-win. You you got to be able to figure out a way to win that game because if you go down three-one to the Heat, see, this is the Heat team that we thought we were going to get at the regular season. And they never fired like this during the regular season. They were a very inconsistent team. And down the stretch of the season, there were a lot of reports out of Miami. Did they got to tear this group down, tear, tear the, the, the foundation apart and, and start over? How, how, the, the message was not getting through from the coach. And now they got into the postseason. They lose a play-in game to drop to the eighth seed. And now I've gotten on this run. So the Knicks have to figure out a way. They've done that in the past. As we mentioned, the game two against uh, Cleveland, they did not play 
uh, very well there, came back home, got a win. All of a sudden, that's a different series. So the good news is, as bad as this was today, it was only one loss, and they got to figure out. They got one day, basically, to, to, to figure out a turnaround. Let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Javon in Queens Village next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Javon. Yes, hello. Javon is the name. I'm a longtime Knicks uh, fan. My my whole take on the game is that Coach Tibbs has to use his bench a little better. We, we see that Grimes is struggling. So you take Grimes out and you look down the bench and you put in a guy that we're paying millions of dollars for, an Evan Fournier, and you let him see what he can what he can do. We got him. We signed him as a free agent to hit open threes. So let's go with him. I don't understand why Tibbs, Tibbs when he finds people and puts them in a doghouse, he keeps them in a doghouse for the whole year. Please help me to understand that. Uh, all right. Well, uh, uh, Javon, the, the, the reason is is that um, that Fournier has been terrible. Uh, that that's the reason. Uh, he he's been terrible, and he's not played in like a month. So, and thanks for the phone call. Look, here's the thing: if you get to a point in the game, in an NBA game, where you're saying to yourself, you know what the answer is? We got to go down the bench and and pull a guy who's not played in months, and and throw him in and see if he can get things kick started. That's a, cha- that's a good sign that you're done, that you have no real answers. If the answer to the question is Evan Fournier, you have to rethink the question. If the answer to the question is Derek Rose, who's not played in forever, you got to rethink the question. It's on the, you've gotten to where you have gotten to with the group that you have gotten there with. Now, if you want to tell me that, you know, when the game is a blowout in the fourth quarter, Randall and Brunson and all the guys who have been dinged up and banged up get them out of the game and, 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 and fight to live another day and, and throw McBride out there or throw some other guys out there just to kind of, uh, you know, eat up some time and, and rest up for game four. Okay, fine. That might be a point. That might be fair. I don't know why if, if Randall is still dealing with his ankle. And, God, I hope that the, I hope the reason why he struggled as poorly as he did today is because of the ankle. I don't think it was. I think it was just that uh, the defense on him was, was well-structured and he did not have any answers for it, especially with the double teams coming. Uh, and he just could not hit a shot, could not buy a shot. The Knicks could not buy a shot today, especially from outside. But even inside, they weren't all that good. They shot 34% from the game overall and eight of 40 from three. So you, you have to hope that maybe that's just a sign that today was just a terrible day. It's only one game and you can rebound and you better because otherwise this series is, is going uh, the wrong way. And while it's great that they made the second round, it will feel disappointing at the end of the day. If you lose this series in a, in a short series, if you are not able to push this game, this series to six or seven at the very least, this is going to feel like a major disappointment. I'm not going to say it's, it's, a, it's a failure because the Heat are, this is the team we kind of expected to see the Heat be all regular season, and they weren't. And now they, they've, they've kind of hit their gear, and, and Jimmy Butler being back, and if he had any ill effects of his ankle injury, he certainly didn't show today. So he finishes with 28 points, four rebounds, three assists on the game. He, he was a factor and even sat a good portion of the fourth quarter and only came back in the game where the Knicks made a kind of a, 
a fagazi little bit of a run. I think they got it down to 10 maybe at one point. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Knicks are going to have to find a way to respond. They have done that in the past. I'd like to think that the quick turnaround maybe benefits them because it can't be any worse than it was today. Cannot be any worse than it was today. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we will get more of your phone calls. We'll hear from Tom Thibodeau after the performance of his team today to see if he has any answers. Plus, the Yankees won a game. Another come-from-behind win for the Yankees today. Who knew? Against the Rays, no less. So we'll dive into that as well because the Yankees have been a hot topic over the course of this past week. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Heat. And uh, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN. And we'll go to uh, Merv is in Queens. Merv, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Gordon, thank you for taking my call, brother. I got chest pains, blurred vision, everything. A comment and a question, please. Do we have to live with the mental psyches of Julius Randle hanging out on the wing, babying him, not getting a shot? Where is he gets shoved to the floor. How does he not stick up for himself and teammates? And how does it that the Heat look like they're running pick and rolls, executing plays? It's all about Spolstra's heart and Pat Riley once again. And this is not looking good. Stubborn Thibodeau needs to make some changes, Gordon. Please talk Okay, but, I mean, but, but Merv, what changes? What, I mean, like I, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, maybe, maybe Hart goes back to the bench and, and Grimes goes back into the starting unit. I mean, like what changes? Can we call two consecutive plays where Julius Randle pounds the ball, get some free throws, some easy buckets? Dude, it seems to me like Randle and Brunson defer to him, and once he doesn't get going, he brings us down. One-way ticket out of town, Gordon. Tell me why not. I'm done with him. Well, I mean, again, and thanks for the phone call, Merv. Uh, if there's a deal that presents itself, that's something for the offseason. This is the group you got, guys. I, I mean, I, I hate to keep uh, – it's like a broken record. Every time Randall does something poor, got to get him out of here, got to get – this is the group. You're, you're, you're rising or falling with the group that you have, and you got to get a better performance out of Julius Randall. He's got to be better. The whole team has – it's not like Randall stunk today and everybody else was really good. Everybody was terrible today. You don't point fingers today. You point whole hands because they were all so bad. So if that presents itself in the offseason, well, so be it. But that's not going to solve anything right now. And and for the people who are saying Tibbs has got to make changes, what changes? What changes could you possibly make if the team does not come prepared with the necessary effort and energy to go up against the other team? If the other team is out hustling you, at every turn, what is Tibbs supposed to do? Yell at them? He was yelling at them. It didn't seem to do any good. And, it, and it, as I mentioned before, it wasn't like the Heat were awesome today. They shot 38% for the game. They shot 22% from three. They weren't a whole lot better. The area that they were better was effort. The Knicks players, that's on them. They have to bring a better effort Monday night. Let's go to Eddie in Brooklyn. Eddie, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. How you doing, Gordon? Listen, I got um, a couple of things I want to say to you in a way. The, people keep comparing the game like when the, when the Knicks had a bad game against Cleveland and they bounced back. You got to understand, this is a whole different type of team they're playing the Miami Heat. 
The Miami Heat have a team that was just in the bubble playing in championships. Those guys got experience. The Knicks is just on the come up. So the Knicks cannot afford to be making mistakes or, like, you know, not hitting their shots or just giving the ball away, just making just making mental mistakes and stuff like that. Because they're playing a, a team that's a veteran team that's been, like, in championship um, fights already. So the, the Knicks are not there yet. You know, people say, oh, do this or change this with Julius Randle or this guy and that guy. Like you said, those are the players they got. They got to play with the players they got. The players they got got to play the best basketball. If they cannot play the best basketball when they show up on that court every night, they're going to get beaten by Miami straight, point blank. And then they're playing like they was hanging out on the beach today before they came to the game. That's what I got to say about that. Yeah, it did not seem like they had a great effort. And, and uh, Eddie, thanks for the phone call. And, and you'd like to think that, you know, it's an NBA game, right? There's there's ebbs and flows. It goes up and down. And at some point, if you don't have a good start, you'll you'll find your rhythm at some point. The Knicks never did. Uh, they never found any kind of rhythm or, or next gear. As I said in the open, you could take this game. You don't even need to watch the whole game. You could take any five-minute snippet of this game, and it was essentially – the same thing. The Knicks never really made any kind of run. They lost every single quarter. So uh, when you came into this series, and I, like many people, were very optimistic for the Knicks, the two things that I said at the time that, that kind of concerned you was the Heat were different than the Cavaliers in two major areas. One, they were well-coached. You knew going into this series against the Heat, you were going to get a well-coached team. They were not going to beat themselves like the Cavaliers did. They were going to make adjustments, and the adjustments would actually work. Uh, Spolster is as good a head coach as there is in the NBA. So you knew that they were going to, you were going up against a well-coached team that would get the most out of the talent, even with the injuries they have. The Knicks can't complain about injuries because the Heat are just banged up even more so. They got guys that are not playing at all in the series. So that was one thing. And the other thing, you knew that the Heat were not going to melt. The Cavaliers, they got in front of the bright lights of the Garden, and they melted down. Donovan Mitchell melted down. As a team, the Cavaliers melted down. That is not going to be the Miami Heat. So the Knicks are going to – you've seen the worst – this has to be the Knicks' worst game. They cannot have a performance that is anywhere close to this if they have any hopes uh, of surviving this series or pushing this series uh, deep into this series. And deep into the series is a six game, seven games. You have to be better than this. And it was not just Randall today, as I mentioned before. Um, Brunson did not look right. Uh, R.J. Barrett, even though he was trying to be aggressive at times, it it did not really it did not pay any dividends. It's nice to have some effort, and he was trying to to bring some energy, which was great, but it was kind of short lived. And even to start the second half, it looked like they were trying to trying to make a push, and it was like pushing up against a wall. The Heat wanted it more, and the Knicks just never kind of uh, responded. So, again, it's one game. It's only 2-1. It's not 3-1. The series is not over. And there is no we, – we see with these playoff series all the time that there is no real carryover from one game to the next. Each game starts 0-0, and just because you got uh, your heads handed to you the last game doesn't mean that it's going to pick up right where you left off. You've, you've gotten a taste of this now. The Knicks cannot like the taste that they've gotten today, so hopefully they can find a way to, to kind of respond here and, and, and put forth a better effort from the jump of Game 4. If you do not see a better effort to start Game 4, well, then you know the Knicks are in real trouble. Then you know that they're, that they're not going to survive this series. And I'd like to think that they've, they've had times this year where they've looked kind of 
I don't know that they've looked as bad as this. This was just across the board in an important game. In a regular season, you have games that maybe you just don't bring the necessary effort, but it's the long regular season, and, and, and you, you, it happens, but it's not something that's the end of the world. And a playoff game, to kind of put this kind of effort out there, and throughout the game, it never really got fixed throughout the game. That is, that is troublesome. So the fact that hopefully they got it all out today. Hopefully there's no stretches of game four where they put this kind of effort because if they do, it's clear that the Heat are going to be able to take advantage. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your phone calls. We'll touch on Yankees as well right here on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.